Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Keith McPherson on the fan. It is after 12. You got me till 2 a.m. It's Friday night. I try to bring good vibes, good energy. This is a hangout. If you like sports, if you like WFAN, if you like talk radio, if you like New York City, this is the place, right? Call me up, 877-337-6666, and we can keep talking about, you guessed it, the sports. And then, you know, the sports will lead us into some other things, but I'll always bring us right back to the sports. We're back to basketball tonight. The Knicks get a win in a game that the Knicks usually would lose. 106, 104. They they did not play a clean game, but they find a way to win. I know everybody says you got to lose to know how to win. The Knicks have lost so much, they're starting to figure out how to win. TWTW, that's the will to win. Hit more shots. Kevin Durant says it's a make or miss league. Well, down the stretch, the Knicks made more shots. They scored 32 points in the fourth quarter. They absolutely had to, right? They won by a bucket. They had to score 32 points in the fourth quarter. They got smoked in the third quarter coming out of halftime. They started off slow, turning the ball over, fouling, but the score was close. You tip your cap to Tommy Tibbs and his New York Knicks. They're 500 at 4-4. Four and four. They're in sixth place right now in the East, and I know standings don't matter, but I think if you're a Knicks fan and you're looking at this team, you're like, all right, well, at least we have a team that on any given night can go compete. Yes, you lost three in a row to some better teams, uh, but those are teams that are whole. Those are teams that have been cohesive units for some time, right? Um, obviously, the Cavaliers haven't been playing that long, but they're all talented players on the court, and a couple of those guys have been playing together for a few years now. The Hawks, same thing. A couple of those guys have been playing together for a few years now. A new addition with DeJounte Murray to the Hawks. A new addition with Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. Okay, you know, the Bucks. the Bucks are undefeated. That's Giannis. Did they Did they play? I mean, before I say they're undefeated, <sighs> let me see if they lost tonight. I hate Milwaukee. I hate the Bucks. I hate watching Giannis play. They're up by nine with 10 minutes left. PB just filled me in. They're probably going to win and stay undefeated and go to 8-0. So when you're looking at teams, man, and you're looking at the East, right, maybe the Knicks can win enough games in this early on 
so that when it evens out, they don't drop too far, right? You don't want to see them dip too far in the standings at 500, 4-4, four and four, uh, getting a, a tough win tonight against a team that they should have beat. You, you should beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid and without James Harden. But like I said, th- that's a game that the Knicks lose. Even that overtime win against the Hornets is like, that's a game that the Knicks fumbled. They figure out how to give away. Uh, and then when you were watching the Knicks a couple nights ago blow a 23-point lead, it's like, oh, that's the old Knicks too. We've seen Knicks teams blow 20-point leads pretty regularly. And they're finding ways to get it done. I can't be mad if I'm a Knicks fan looking at this team. They're 4-4 four and four to start the season. They're gelling, and they have the potential to get better and potentially make a move, you know, maybe trade for somebody to help them get better down the stretch. So we'll see. On the other side with the Brooklyn Nets, I'm proud. Brooklyn, I am proud of the Brooklyn Nets, not the organization. I'm talking about those guys that went out there in the throwback Nets jerseys before the organization got this messy and toxic. They went out there and beat the Washington Wizards tonight 128 to 86, folks. Hold on. Think about that. No Steve Nash. They fired their head coach. No Kyrie Irving. No Ben Simmons. No Seth Curry. No TJ Warren. And they go out there behind Kevin Durant, who is all-world and can turn MVP at any point in time. You saw that tonight. Like We've seen this before from Kevin Durant. We've seen him carry teams, and they move the ball. The ball movement was there. They were unselfish. If you go look at that box score, there's plenty of guys that got buckets tonight. There's plenty of guys that were in the plus tonight. They filled up the stat sheet. That's the response that you want. That's a team controlling what they can control after a hectic week, a toxic week, a week that was the biggest distraction that nobody wanted that could have been completely avoided. Kevin Durant, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Edmund Sumner, Cam Thomas, those guys, Utah Watanabe, please Google Utah Watanabe, Y-U-T-A, Last name, W-A-T-A-N-A-B-E. Utah Watanabe is on the rise in Brooklyn. He played 24 minutes tonight, 14 points. Glad to have him. Didn't know what he'd be. Didn't know if he'd crack the starting rotation. Not starting rotation. The bench rotation. I thought he was going to get straight DMPs. Good to have him. David Duke Jr., good to have him. Good to see David Duke Jr. out there just playing, right? Gave him 11 points, three rebounds. He played decent. It's his second year. Cam Thomas, it's his second year. Cam Thomas was screaming, free Cam, free Cam. He had 17.6 assists. He played 31 minutes tonight after being on the bench DNP. So a good night for New York basketball. The New York Knicks win. The Brooklyn Nets win. Call me up if you want to talk hoops. I know we've been talking about the Yankees, and of course we should talk about the Yankees because yesterday Brian Cashman met the media As a non-employee of the New York Yankees, his contract is up. (laughs) But it's Brian Cashman. It might as well be Brian Cashman Steinbrenner. He's part of FAM. They're not going to treat him like he's just some random guy. Bye. Come back when we renegotiate. And I've told you for months now, that is Brian Cashman's job until he doesn't want it anymore. He's 55. He might have another decade. We'll see what this next contract holds. But no matter what this next contract holds, the New York Yankees don't hold their people to the standard that fans do. They don't hold them as accountable as we do. They're not so upset with a 99-win season, a trip to the American League Championship, uh, another division champion, another AL East division champion, looking at the AL East and saying, that's that's the toughest division in baseball and we won it. 
And then on top of that, all the glitz and glamour and the history and the attention that 62 home runs from Aaron Judge brought, the, the Yankees aren't licking their wounds. The Yankees are like, ah, we fell short again. They don't look at the Astros like the fans look at the Astros. They don't look at this current World Series drought that we're in like a drought. They look at it as, ah, it's a crapshoot. We're in it every year, but we can't figure out how to win it in any of those years. <laughs> That's why I came on with the, uh, are you a depressed Yankees fan? Have you been promised trips to the World Series and been handed multiple postseason exits that were early? <laughs> like, do you just get bounced in the CS, the DS, or the wild card every year and never get back to the World Series? Call me up. 877-337-6666. Were you told that Glaber Torres was a shortstop of the future? And then after, he clearly was not. He became the second baseman. And that forced DJ LeMayu to be a utility guy, utility DJ that you signed for six years, $90 million. But Glaber Torres, his bat, just wait, just you wait. Still waiting. Was waiting all postseason for Glaber to turn that postseason Glaber on. He's cooked. They can get him out of here, if you ask me. They were so pressed to get Gary out. Send send Glaber this offseason. You got Gary out of here. Send Glaber. Right? Maybe you package Glaber in a deal with Donaldson. I don't know. Nobody wants Donaldson. He costs too much for literally. You're paying that much for a defensive third baseman who is not that great on defense either. I know his defensive measure. He is great. But, like. He's not that great on defense to make up for what he doesn't do at the plate. Not for $21 million. You can find a much cheaper guy to play good defense and give you nothing at the plate. And a guy that also comes with less baggage. Like Josh Donaldson is a hated figure around the league. I feel like he's got got a lot of enemies. I feel like he came here and he was an enemy. He literally came here. And the first reaction fans had was, hey, he called out Garrett Cole. What are you doing? We need Garrett Cole to bounce back and have a big year this year. You're going to put Josh Donaldson in this clubhouse? Yeah, we're, we're going to spice things up. We're going to shake the room. We're going to really get a reaction out of these guys by bringing in a villain, right? Everybody needs that agitator. I defended Josh Donaldson this season. I mean, because I honestly didn't think he was being racist with the whole Jackie Robinson thing. Oh, another thing that everyone ran with and blew out of proportion. Another thing that every single media member had to write a column on or or do a podcast on or go on a radio rant about. Spare me. <laughs> We're talking about grown men on a baseball field talking trash to each other. And they try to make it like it was an uh, anti-black movement. Josh Donaldson, I defended. I, I, I did. I had people even coming at me. You know, you you can't be a black guy and not just blanket defend all black guys. I'm a Yankee fan. I watched those games. Tim Anderson was getting bullied. They were getting beat. And he was mad. There was nothing he could do. I actually was in Legends that game. I was behind home plate. I saw that up close and personal. And I remember at the time, I didn't know about the Jackie comments. But I'm like, oh, this is all WWE. This is fake. These boys aren't going to scrap. They're not going to fight. This is all for the cameras. White Sox are just tired of being punked. They're tired of being beat by the Yankees because people in the offseason told the White Sox that they were coming out of the American League, going to the World Series, favorites. Ah. Tim Anderson just got tired of losing, and uh, Josh Donaldson being at second base saying, what's up, Jackie? You called yourself Jackie, bro. I remember when that article came out in Sports Illustrated, I'm like, this is wild. This is wild. As many like books and, and documentaries and things as I've watched on Jackie Robinson, I thought it was crazy for a modern-day Major League Baseball player that happened to be the only black shortstop for him to be talking about, I'm the new Jackie Robinson. No, you're not. You're not even close. Why Why do you say you're the new Jackie Robinson? 
oh, because I'm bringing fun to the game. You know, I'm breaking down the fun barriers. Wait, what, sir? Say, say that again? Yeah, I'm bringing excitement to the game. Why? Because you hit a home run and you chucked your bat? Tim, chill. You're not, you're not Jackie. And Jackie Robinson himself would be looking at you like, excuse me, say what? You're the next Jackie Robinson? Son, I had to deal with a lot to be the first Jackie Robinson. You could never. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Yanks talk, Nets talk, Knicks talk. And it is uh, Saturday now. I didn't do much football Friday because the Giants are off. And, I mean, the Jets are about to play the Bills, so they're about to get steamrolled. I mean, here we go for the Jets fans listening. Jets fans, call me up and tell me how you're going to beat the Bills. Didn't the Bills only lose to the Chiefs this year? And uh, (laughs) it's funny. The Jets have the guy that thinks he's Patrick Mahomes, but he skipped all the steps before becoming Patrick Mahomes. He, He wants to be the improviser gunslinger. He wants to be the guy that can break contain and just make it happen. You know, chuck it, chuck it downfield. Tyreek's down there somewhere, except he's not. Except, like, Devin McCourty is down there somewhere. How do the Jets shock the world and beat the Bills this weekend? I don't think they can. Take care of the ball, first off. Run the ball, second off. Uh, Rush the passer. You got to heat up Josh Allen. You you have a good D-line, good defense. And that defense got to create turnovers. And maybe you'll be in a game and you won't get steamrolled. But you're not beating Josh Allen. Not not at this point in the season. You're uh, You're not coming off of that loss to Bill Belichick. And his defense and that blueprint that blueprint that Bill Belichick just handed to the Bills about what to do to frustrate you, you don't have enough days to prepare for what is about to hit you with the Buffalo Bills. They just play a different level of football. And the Jets have won some games this year, and I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'm rocking with them. I, I want to see them. Jet up. Take flight. But the Bills are about to come into MetLife Stadium. It's going to be a warm Sunday, like 74 degrees, perfect weather conditions. And you're about to see Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Von Mill. I don't even want to go. They have too much talent. They have too much talent. So Jets fans, call me up if you're feeling optimistic. Tell me how you think your team is going to do this weekend. They're almost two touchdown underdogs. Keith McPherson on the fan again. The number to dial is 877-337-6666. My guy, Jimmy in Jersey City. I found someone on the phone that I know. My man Keith, hey, let's get that straight though. The Buffalo Bills only lost came to my Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's what it was. I just uh, went. Yeah. <laughs> I went back. I'm like, there's, there's, they have one loss, but that and they was. Will get, and they, they will get another one near the end. That of the was year. Fugazi. That game was frustrating to watch. Uh, the Bills. Yeah, yeah. He got sacked <laughs> six times, my man. Yeah, that's why I said they got to rush the passer. Now with, now with Chubb, he got six times sacked the first time, six times. Off. Man, I can't wait for that next game in Buffalo. But anyway, hey, just so you know, Jackie Robinson's first game, Keith, was played in Jersey, Jersey City. City. I've taken, right. taken a bunch of pictures over there by the jo- Jackie Robinson statue um, by Journal Square. And well, they, then, used to play, they used to play down back on 440 down by the uh, Yeah, that's where the field Hill is. Over there. That's, that's where the field is. Before the you get was. over there to, like, Greenville, Bayonne. Yep. Yeah, that's all. It's all the miles now. It's all built with townhomes. But, uh, hey, with Kyrie, right? If it was, I mean, what he did, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, listen, I don't like any hate crime, but uh, listen, the next game, Jerry Seinfeld was at the next game. So how bad, how, and he's one of the biggest Jewish <laughs> people in New York. Visible. How bad, how bad was it? Very visible. Jerry Seinfeld pulled up courtside. I didn't even know he was a Nets fan. Maybe he's just an NBA fan. 
Or, but I'm saying, man, they're, they're like, the guys with the style, people like that, they, they, well, you should boycott the Well, nah. they got one of the biggest Jewish fans, the yeah, Jewish people in New was, York. He was at the game. That was intentional. That was intentional. And I don't know if it was an intention to, to you know, protest and kind of be like, I, it looked more like, hey, I'm here. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in the middle of this. I'm not boycotting. I'm visible, and I'm still coming to enjoy the basketball game despite what well, Kyrie posted. I, I, obviously, he didn't take it as bad as many other people are taking it. No, he's Jerry Seinfeld. He's rich. He's good. He's unaffected. Hey, Keith, you get a chance, right? I'm always listening to you. You know, you're trying to rap a little bit. You can listen to you can listen to my brother-in-law if you want. I'll give you his name, Pete yeah. Blast. Pete, Pete Blast. Blast. Put it down. Put it down. Yeah, Google it when you get a chance. When you get a break, Pete, you'll, you'll, you will get back to me. You tell me how much. Oh man, that guy is smooth. Pete Blast. He used to hang out with Heavy D and the boys, TKA back in the day. Pete Blast Pete on Blast. YouTube. Yep. I think I got him. You know, I'm always yep. like listening to hip hop, and you know, I oh, can't, you'll, you'll, I can't rap, but I dabble. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll love him. Uh, hey, Keith, Yankee fans, listen, I got to tell you, my when I was a young teenager, I won two World Series. We, the Yankees, won two World Series. My early adult years, we won five. Uh, this year, this this culture now of young Yankee fans, it's been what uh, since 2009. Uh, listen, Keith, just to let people know, the Yankees have been in one third of the percent of total World Series. They've been in 40 World Series. Them and the Cardinals alone mm-hmm. have been in half of the World Series in Major League Baseball. Just two teams. There's 37 teams in baseball. So sometimes the love has to get spread. And I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a real I'm a Yankee fan. I love to win. I like to get that. But we can't. It's not made to be like that. It would, sports would be no fun. Sports was no fun when the Patriots win it every year. So it's nice to see when the Astros right. can win it, Boston won it. So listen, as Yankee fans, hey, we weren't expected. We predicted fourth place this year. You got to the championship series. Did I want us to win? Did I say we were going to win? Yeah, yeah, because I'm a Yankee fan. But I'm also a real. There's going to be bad years. going to be hard times. And you got to live through that. Because trust me, you could be a Mets fan. You could be a Cleveland Indian. You could be other fans that haven't seen nothing in yep. many, many years. We've been spoiled. And so what we had to last for 2009. Sal say, oh, you're the last guy. Last time you won was 2009. But who cares? We got there. We won. We didn't get there to lose. We got there and won. In, in the 2000s, from 2000. 2000 a year, we've been in four World Series. We won two, lost two. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I mean, uh, we like to win it all the time. Yeah, but it can't be like that all the time. And listen, with a kid IKF, was, was he out? Was, was he the short so we won? No, but listen, he, he didn't play bad. He played, he, he hit second on the team of the Yankees. Aaron Judge, he hit second. We were in the scoring position, second with the best average. He was a leader in stolen bases. And that was from somebody, we, we go out and do better, of course, but. Listen, keep him as a, 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 a guy off the bench, whatever. Get rid of Donaldson. Get rid of the other guys. You know what you got to get rid of. And it's a joke how DJ LeMayu won a Golden Glove Award and Eric Jones don't win nothing. That's a joke. for You know how I feel about that, Keith. No, I'm, I'm with you. not win a Golden Glove. And he played multiple positions, but he don't get a Golden Glove. That's crazy. But anyway, like I said, Keith, think about that. They've been in one-third of the World Series. One-third, 40 of them out of 117. Them in the Cardinals, 50% of the all-total World Series. My man, root my Dolphins on this week, and uh, hopefully I run into you, Keith, brother. Have a great weekend, my man. Great call, Jimmy. Thank you, bro. A uh, couple points there that I agree with, almost all of them. Jimmy just came through and, and uh, you know, added some good stuff to the show. So DJ LeMayu wins a gold glove. And uh, DJ LeMayu, who I was just saying, oh, Glaber Torres is our second baseman, so our gold glove second baseman is forced into a utility role. Uh, but that's a great point. Right, he's a utility guy. He's played first this year. He's played second this year. He's played third this year. He's missed a lot of time this year. 
Aaron Judge supposedly didn't even become a finalist for the gold glove because he split time between center and right field. So DJ wins his fourth gold glove, and now I'm trying to find out what like what position. Obviously, Trevino was catcher. And uh, what what position did they give it to DJ as? AL utility. Okay, so Jimmy, I got to disagree with you on that one. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't think they gave it to him at second base, but there is, like, there is no, there's no outfield utility, right? Uh, there's just AL utility. So if Judge was going to win it, he'd take it away from DJ. DJ won it as a guy that played three positions, not two. So good. I'm happy for DJ. And I think Boone alluded to this, right? It's that, you know how, all right, DJ is a machine, or he was. Uh, DJ is a guy, you could tell he's only about baseball. He barely cracks a smile. He's got nothing to say. He's a baseball machine. I literally called DJ the incredible baseball machine. When he was right a couple years back with runners in scoring position, he was automatic at the plate. And then in the field, he's a Swiss Army Knight. You could play him at first, second, third. That's awesome. But he hasn't been healthy. They got to get him right. And I'm happy that he won something, right? He adds a fourth goal glove to his career because this is back-to-back years that he misses the postseason. He signs his contract and then he misses back-to-back years where he could have helped the Yankees in October. That's what you play for. That's what it's all about. If you love baseball and you're a baseball machine, you got to be heartbroken. You got to be just sad about how things have gone because at the end of the year, you're not able to go. And you watch your team struggle without you. And you're like, I could have made a difference, but I can't get it done. So congrats to DJ on the gold glove. I hope he comes back with a vengeance next year. We need him to. Uh, I would love to see him be the starting second baseman every day. I was just thinking about that, maybe to go through who I have in mind um, in the roles next year, in in the positions next year, right? Jimmy talked about IKF. And you know what? We do a lot of ragging on IKF, so much so that like people took it too far on the internet, and we heard about that this year, um, kind of around the time, I think, when he went to Fenway and hit that home run, and I thought he was not going to hit a single home run all year, he had some moments. He did get on base. He did steal bases. He did make some miraculous plays. But there are two reasons why people come down on IKF so much. The Yankees passed on the best shortstop class we've seen maybe ever, and they told us that they were going the stopgap route. IKF was the apple of their eye. That's who they chose. Even after he got traded, they traded for him again, and they wanted him so bad that they were willing to take on Josh Donaldson and Josh Donaldson's money, willingly, really. like They, they, they thought they won the trade. Maybe they did because Gary Sanchez cooked. IKF gets a bad rap because of how he entered his Yankee tenure. IKF gets a bad rap because he's committed errors that wipe away all the good that he's done, all of the contact hits, getting on base, all of the stolen bases, and all of the rangy plays, the 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 routine plays that he could not get, the routine plays that he could not make that he booted, those stand out in people's minds. And you know what else stands out in people's minds? The fact that the Yankees didn't trust him late in the season. You wrote, you rode this guy for 130 games, and then you get into the biggest games of the year, and you're taking him out of the lineup? Because of outside noise? Because of social media? Is that it? That was the guy you chose. That was your pick. And we knew he wasn't that great all year. We knew he wasn't a difference maker. And I had shows here where I said, hmm, 
<laughs> and it's it's coming back to life. This is going to come full circle. I had shows where I said, in the past years, the World Series winners had shortstops that were difference makers. Let's go back and check through them, folks. Dansby Swanson came up big in October. Difference maker. He's going to get paid this offseason. Look Look at this year. I don't even have to go back through the years of uh, Trey Turner with the Nationals, Carlos Correa with the, with the Astros, Corey Seager with the Dodgers. Just look at this year. This kid, Jeremy Pena, is about to probably be the ALCS MVP, and if he puts the nail in the coffin in you know, one of these last games to win it, or maybe he gets two games, but one of these last games to win it, he might be a rookie shortstop MVP of the World Series in the ALCS. You need a difference maker at shortstop, in my opinion, defensively and offensively, to get to the World Series and win it. You you cannot make up. It's too important of a position for you to make it up around them, for you to overcome their shortcomings. No, they need to be a leader. They need to be clutch, like the captain. I saw a stat uh, they put out. I think Altuve got to 102 postseason hits, and the leader for postseason hits all time is Derek Jeter with 200. 200 knocks. Derek Jeter, the captain, clutch, when you needed him the most. He answered the phone every time. And then you're the New York Yankees in modern-day times with IKF out there, and you got to pull him. And you got to go to a rookie that wasn't even on your DS roster, that you had no faith in, that that you didn't even want to call up. You called him up when you were reeling. You called him up when the fans were demanding it. You were calling him up. And you were cooked, like you were you were collapsing. You call this young man up, and you don't even put him in the lineup. He enters like late in the game, and like they they didn't give Oswald Peraza enough time to get his reps late. So why does IKF get a bad rap because of the Yankees? And why do the Yankees keep protecting him? Because they know that it, it's on them. That's the guy they chose, and they chose how to handle him. And that's why Yankees fans aren't a fan of him. And there'll be a competition for shortstop next year. In my opinion, it's already Oswald Peraza. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I did say, Jets fans, call me up and tell me how you're going to win this game tomorrow. And Seth is in Franklin Square. He might know. Oh, I do know, Keith. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? All right. Here, here's how we're going to win. First, put sauce on um, Stefan Diggs. Boom, he's taken out of the game. Next up, our defensive line will get to Josh Allen, make him a little scared in the pocket there, and hopefully he doesn't uh, run it into the end zone for a few. But um, anyhow, we're going to play better defense. We're going to rush the quarterback. Um, I, I think we're going to really cover well in this game. I, I think we're going to make Josh Allen struggle on defense. I, I really, on offense, I really do think so. And Zach Wilson, the only thing he has to do is just, 
I know it's a big ass, but not make those stupid boneheaded decisions like he's playing Madden or something. He he needs to when he, if not there, just throw it away. Because in all honesty, the Jets should have won that Patriot game if he just played clean and the team played clean, they would have won that game going away. But Von, Von Miller not, Von Miller's gonna be chasing him down. That that then he really better get the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know Sauce Gardner is a ridiculous rookie corner, but Stefan Diggs may be the best receiver in the NFL, especially when it comes to beating one-on-one coverage. Uh, Sauce has his hands full. We can't just assume that he's strapping up Diggs. That's that's a fair point. Um, I, I, in order for my my. In order for us Jeff fans to believe we're going to win the game, that's one of the things we need to have. So we got to like believe it, even though it may not yeah, be true. You know what? Yes, <laughs> and that's good. In a year where the Jets actually do have some wins, when you go into November, you it's positive energy. Yeah. You you do have to believe that you can win. It's another home game in MetLife. You got to come mm-hmm. and bring in the energy. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. Who knows? Who knows? Yep. And I was checking their schedule with my friend last night, and I'm like, I was telling him, I was like, listen. If we, I think nine wins would get us the number seven seed. Now I know it's very, very early, only halfway through the year, but look at it like this: if we going into last the last game and get into Miami, maybe that could be winner goes to the playoffs type game because we can. I say we have three definite. Okay, I know I shouldn't do this. Touch the money, um, but three we have three winnable. Definitely, we're gonna win three three games on that schedule. We have the Lions, we have the um, the Bears, and we have the. Um, uh, darn, there was another team. There's another team. I It was like the a... Jaguars? Yeah, thank you. So, if we get those three wins. Those are those are five plus three is eight. Number nine, last week of the year against Miami, nine and eight. Number seven seed. Let's go. Let's go, Seth. You know what? I'm I'm not going to counter. No, no reason to counter. Nope. I'm not going to kill anybody's dreams. These Jets fans are dreaming of playoffs <laughs> right now. I'm not going to be the guy to tell you that the Bears got better. They got Chase Claypool. I'm not going to be the guy to tell you that the Lions, even though they can't play any defense, their defense can figure out how to stop Zach Wilson. And then you got to stop their offense. It's not a guarantee you beat the Lions on December 18th at home. And then right after that, you face the Jags, who will be better by the end of the season. They're a young team with a first-year head coach that by the end of the season, they will have gone through some stuff where – that's a team late in the season that might not have a, a good record, might not have a better record than the Jets when they meet, and they could give you trouble. The Bills. The the thing that sucks about the Jets situation right here is you did win some games. You 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 beat the Broncos. You beat the Packers. You, you blew the Dolphins out. You beat the Steelers. You were able to win four games in a row, but now you have three division games in a row. You dropped the ball in the first one at home against the Patriots. Should have been a win. And sandwiched between going to Foxborough and facing the Patriots again, you have to play arguably the best team in football, the Buffalo Bills. And I know they lost to the Dolphins, but we all watched that game. That game is one of those Miami games. It's hot down there. It was low scoring. I know I'm making excuses for why they lost, but they might not lose another game after going through that loss. That was frustrating. If there was more time on the clock, I don't know. Josh Allen comes back to win that game. They only lost by a little bit. So, Jets fans, I would brace for impact. Just brace for impact. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock, MetLife should be rocking, but you know it's not going to be rocking. It's not going to be rocking like it should be. 
because there's going to be trepidation. There's going to be a little fear. There's going to be that eerie sense of like, yeah, yeah, let's go, Jet. That's why I did the J-E-T. Like, it's, gonna, it's not going to be all the way there. It's going to be like, we know that we might get whooped on. And I know Jordan, Poy- Jordan Poyer is hurt. And uh, they said Von Miller's practice status. He didn't practice. But like, when you start to get later in the season and you're a veteran Super Bowl champion two-time, like, you don't have to practice. So, I mean, Poyer is out with an elbow. But, uh, yeah, Villa- Von Miller is literally next to his, you know, injury designation, veteran rest slash ankle. He's a veteran. He's not going to practice. Uh, but other than that, man, the Buffalo Bills are looking at this one as just a, a quick pit stop in Jersey to get another win. And uh, the Jets need to show. And you know what? I think this is a great week for the Jets to show, specifically Zach Wilson, but also LaFleur and his play calling to show that they learned from last week. I already put out there that Bill Belichick just put on tape what to do to frustrate you guys, how to stop you. The Bills are going to take that tape, and they're going to do the same and probably do it better. This is a week for the Jets to take a step forward in protecting the ball, in you know running the football, not calling 41 pass plays for Zach Wilson, being strategic on first, second, and third down, moving the chains. Zach Wilson, take what they give you. It does not always have to turn into an improvised, make something out of nothing play. It's not always there. Sometimes it's dead. When the play is dead, throw the ball away. Eat it. Like, just take it and understand that, like, there's nothing there but trouble. You keep extending the play, that gives these DBs a chance to sit on it and and wait. I said a lot of plausible stuff in the last few sentences. (laughs) I'm talking football. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's hit the phone again. My guy Chris down in Virginia I know you've been waiting a, l- a while. You got it. You're on. Keith, how you been, man? I've been good, man. It's been an interesting week. Uh, happy to be here, though. Yeah, of course. It's always good to talk basketball with you. Um, I'm, I'm, I would be lying if I wasn't happy that the Nets are struggling, but just not the way with things are going, to say the very least. I personally just want to see them lose basketball-wise. But uh, right, you don't you don't want to see anybody compromised, right? Any individuals. Uh, feel a certain type of way, and you don't wish this type of controversy and negativity on anybody. But one guy Bingo. brought that in, so it is what it is. Yeah. So, like I said, um, um, I'm waiting to see when people like Stephen A. will start to make their finals predictions uh, correct. Because I know uh, he's the one guy I'm waiting. I'm just um, should the Nets continue to play bad, I'm going to be grilling him to see like what what's he going to say, who is he going to pick now? Because uh, um, I'm still a little salty. I, um, my Celtics are still not getting any love, and they're off to a pretty decent start. Yeah, with Joe Mazzula. Joe Mazzula and Malcolm Brogdon. He's the reason why they beat the Bulls uh, in yesterday, 25 off the bench. And I know, I think before this offseason, the Knicks were rumored to get him, so I'm glad my Celtics did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you got to wait on the Nets. Maybe Ime Udoka does get announced when things cool off over the weekend or something. Maybe he gets announced Monday, and then we'll see yeah. what the Nets have. Uh, you know, good point that Nets fans were bringing yeah. up. Because a lot of Nets fans are saying, hey, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. Kyrie's never going to play another game. KD wants wants out. He forced his way out or he requested a trade yeah. in the summer. Blow it up. You don't hire Ime Udoka to blow it up. You don't hire Ime no. for a rebuild. You no. you hire him for a win now. Yeah, yeah. I think Woj made it pretty clear this is like a last-ditch effort to make this group work. Uh, I think Udoka is a great coach. is a very good coach from what he did last year at the Celtics, get him to the finals. 
The only thing I'm the only thing I would say, and I'm sure you agree with me with this to a certain point, the roster is not defensive heavy heavy enough for the Mets because like Boston has guys that are dogs that play defense, whereas the Mets are more like let's have a shootout and see what happens. So that might be a bit of a struggle, but if you don't can get the Mets to have an average defense, that could be a win. I think it can happen. Thanks for the call, Chris. I'm in here watching the highlights. Uh, I think I mentioned his name already. I'd never heard of him. It's it's tough to be famous for getting crossed over by Kevin Durant, Daniel Gafford. That's an all time just it, like it, he just dropped him like, and it, it was like it was slow. Like it wasn't like KD was moving that fast because KD's tall. He's not moving that fast, but he just faked him out, made this guy hit the split. And then he was just on the ground, dejected, like, oh, no, I know I'm going to be on everybody's highlight tonight. Daniel Gafford from University of Arkansas, 2019 draft pick. Never heard of the guy before, but uh, now everybody knows him for being cooked, getting crossed up by KD. I said I was going to go around uh, and guess who will be starting for the Yankees next year. And as I started to write it out, I'm like, Run it back. <laughs> They're running it back. It's the same team. It's the same team, probably. Obviously, it starts in right field, bringing back Aaron Judge. If they're able to get Aaron Judge to re-sign, I assume they you know, make him captain. I would love to see number 99 in right field with a captaincy on him. I just think this era of the Yankees, he's it. You built the judges' chambers for him. You're going to be outbid for him now? Nah. Make sure he stays here in New York. Make sure he's happy. Make sure he has everything he wants, he needs, his wife, his mom, his dad. Make sure they're taken care of. First and foremost, sign number 99, Aaron Judge, who already made you a ton of money over the years. You owe that man. Don't uh, don't undersell that man, and don't try and uh, put his public business out there either. Like, do right by him. He's a good guy on and off the field. Judge first, right field. Center field, Harrison Bader. You already know that. That's easy. Left field, Andrew Benintendi, potentially if Ben if Benintendi wants to be here, he'll he'll sign here. I don't know how much he's gonna cost though. Absolutely no Aaron Hicks. Tim LeCastro is a pinch runner. Maybe they try to work on Oswaldo and left more. Maybe, you know, the kid came up and was great everywhere they put him, but he's still a rookie. He's still, you know, he had a a lot of a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. They, you know, they're making him play shortstop in the postseason. I feel like none of that was right, but Maybe they work on him and specialize uh, left field with that kid. Like they tried to do with Clint Frazier. Like they tried to do with Miguel Andujar. The search continues. Remember Joey Gallo? So your outfielders, what a great outfield it would be if it's Judge, Bader, and Benintendi. But if not Benintendi, who's out there? Can we get Jock Peterson? How much is Jock Peterson going to cost? Nah, they probably don't want Jock Peterson in this lineup because he's another like home run hitter. They probably want some contact guys. I don't know who's out there. We're going to find out, though. We're going to have a lot of time to go through names. I would like it to be a left-handed hitter. Uh, I'm looking now. I'm pulling up some stuff. I don't know. Corey Dickerson, maybe? Nah, he doesn't really move the needle for me. So I'll stick with Benintendi. So Judge, Bader, Benintendi in the outfield. We go to the infield. I would like that left-handed bat that Anthony Rizzo has and that gold glove that Anthony Rizzo has and that just, you know, rapport with, the team and even the way he speaks with the media and the way he carries himself as a Yankee, I would like that back. Hopefully they help him out with his back and with his injuries and his ailments. I know he's getting up there in age, but I would like to see Rizzo come back. I know he's opting out of his contract or whatever, but 
I'd like to see him come back and play first base for the Yanks. Second base right next to him, a guy that could play first base if he's not here, DJ LeMayu. DJ LeMayu wins his fourth gold glove. Glaber Torres is cooked. I've seen enough. The Glaber Torres experiment is over, right? They sold us on this Glaber Torres upside. They It always was this wait to see. Oh, just you wait and see. Glaber Torres is a superstar. He's going to tap back in and be a superstar at any moment. When, bro? When? You 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 get it for like two weeks, right? And and Glaber Glaber's best weeks of the season were when all the attention was on Judge, right? He had a game where he hit two home runs in the same inning. <laughs> he was going off when everybody was watching Judge and uh, not focusing on him. But when the when the spotlight's on him, when the tension's on him, he'll I don't know ground out and not hustle. He'll make a bad throw. Uh, you know you've seen it before. And then it's puppy dog Glaber just looking down on himself. I'm good on that. Are you good on that? I think we're all good on that as Yankees fans. I don't I don't know how many Glaber Torres fans can even be left that are pounding the table saying, that's my second baseman. So DJ for me at second. Shortstop, we've heard from today there's going to be a competition at short. But who should be competing at shortstop? IKF and Peraza? No, nah, it should be Peraza and Volpe, bro. The future is now. You hug these prospects. You didn't go all in to get Luis Castillo. You passed on guys over the years. You passed on free agents like Carlos Correa and Trevor Story and Corey Seager and Trevor Simeon and Javi Baez. And I'm probably forgetting a couple other guys that were out there. You passed on those guys in favor of IKF. He had his season. So going into next year, they're like, stop that stopgap. Enough. The stopgap was last year. We're not in a stopgap anymore. We're in win-now mode. We're in a championship window. You just got to the American League championship and got swept. Where do you need to improve? Maybe in the spot where you played three different guys, which arguably is the most important spot on that defense, shortstop. I would like to see the young guys, Peraza and Volpe, go at it. I know Volpe just got to AAA at the end of the year when Peraza got called up, but they both know that they are the future. They both know that they are the guys. Let them compete. IKF, I'm good on, bro. If you're going to let IKF compete somewhere, how about he competes with Josh Donaldson at third base where IKF won a gold glove and you talk so highly about Donaldson's metrics. Didn't we see Donaldson go on paternity leave and IKF play third and Peraza play short? And I think even Cabrera plays some short? Enough. Move on from it. In my opinion, it should be Peraza at short on opening day. And then I know we're not going to be able to get out of it because nobody wants this guy's contract. It's going to be Josh Donaldson at third base, folks. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It is what it is. It's two years of Josh Donaldson. They signed up for it. All you can hope is that this guy has a ridiculous offseason and a resurgence. Josh Donaldson resurgence bandwagon started up, you Twitter nerds. Go ahead and make that account. And uh, hopefully Josh Donaldson somehow becomes a better hitter or a better version of himself that we've seen before. And that's what I've got around the, the horn. I, obviously, Trevino and uh, Higgy will be catching. And I don't think they do much to change that. I think they like those two together. They work well together. Trevino won the Fielder's Bible Award. He won a gold glove, and he was great. Uh, he, he shrunk as far as uh, being a hitter. He shrunk at the plate in the postseason, but it is what it is. What about Brandon Drury? How much would a Brandon Drury reunion cost? He's a guy that was here a few years ago. And he, he wasn't the player that he's become. And I don't think he's making that much money. I, I think he's going to cash out. How much would a Brandon Drury reunion cost? I don't know. These are things that we will see because you know what? It's a long winter and we're in the offseason. The stove is not hot. They need to go ahead and end that World Series and then we'll move on. You know the rotation is going to be Cole, Nestor, Sevi, Montas. 
maybe Tyone, Herman. It, it, they're running it back. So uh, if you're a Yankees fan that was saying, blow it up, they keep failing, this isn't it, the Astros own them, well, they're just going to hope that like the wind blows differently with pretty much the same guys next year and run it back against them. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337, a six, a six, and two more sixes, and you can be on the show. Let's go to Augustus in Wall. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, great. Thanks for taking the call. Um, you know, uh, I'm a diehard Yankee fan, and you know, I, I, we're all pretty angry about uh, the end of the season. And I think a lot of the explanations going around are, um, I mean, some former players and analysts are saying Yankee fans are entitled. You're in the playoffs every year. And maybe like it's this holdover from the George Steinbrenner era where it had to be the World Series every year. I don't think that's the explanation. Um, you know, like in 2016, it was a team in decline. We knew it was, we knew they weren't uh, going anywhere. And it, it hurt to see like Andrew Miller and Chapman and Beltron go because it meant we weren't going to be in the playoffs. But if it was okay because we knew we're like all of a sudden we're on our way up. And then 2017 happened and like we're in such a great position. I mean, the young core of players, all of whom were ascending, led by the superstar judge, uh, lockdown bullpen. And everyone's telling us we have like one of the best farm uh, teams in baseball. And we knew we had, um, uh, we're going to have a top salary, top three salary every year. So, you know, it seemed like great things were ahead. Um, and we didn't get better from there. And I think this thing of like not being satisfied with just making the playoffs or being in the ALCS, it's like, you know, if, if I invested all my money and in 10 years I made $100,000, that would be tremendous. If I'm sitting on a, you know, $50 million and I make mm-hmm. 100000 it's pathetic. So that's kind of how enough. we see yeah. it. Like, you know, they're in this great position. Um, and now it just feels like they are a team in decline. I mean, like, like Charles Barkley always says every year, Father Time is undefeated. I mean, they're getting older. You know, not, which of those guys is going to be better next year? You know, I mean, Cabrera and Peraza, sure, but, you know. They're, they're we might get a, a lesser version of Rizzo. We we expect to get a lesser version of Judge, even though he's going to finally be paid what he's worth. Uh, yeah. Josh Donaldson, he's going to be 37. He might be the same guy. We don't know. DJ might, right, DJ DJ, might have a downturn. DJ, DJ is not promised to be, you know, we don't know what DJ is. He he may never regain the DJ form of, you know, being the machine and getting yeah. MVP votes. I don't know. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.